welcome back to Seek the Joy podcast. Happy Seek the Joy Tuesday. Guys, I am so excited for today's episode. On the podcast today is Mary Burke, and Mary is the founder and CEO of Building Brave. Building Brave is an online community of women who connect, inspire, and empower each other to discover and be their most confident selves. And Building Brave is really creating this community and celebrating women through their mobile app. And on this mobile app, it's really an engaging, interactive women's community that connects women with inspiration, support, and collaboration. And once you're on the app, you can engage and follow discussions, join groups dedicated to different topics, and participate in activities for personal growth and professional development. I love the concept behind Building Brave and their mobile app, and I love the community that they're building, and it was so wonderful, and I was so excited to connect with Mary and to really learn more about her journey from businesswoman to candidate for governor of Wisconsin to founder of Building Brave. And on today's episode, we chat all about the inspiration behind Building Brave, the role of community in Mary's life, and what it's been like for her building her own Brave. We also talk about the connection between confidence and competence, choosing not to play it small, joy in her life, of course, and what Mary has learned about herself along the way. We really cover so much on today's episode and Mary is so inspiring and it was such a joy to connect with her. And on a personal note, as a woman who is just beginning her career, it was really wonderful for me to hear Mary reflect on her journey and celebrate the path that she's been on. As always, to learn more about today's episode, head over to the show notes section of the website, seekthejoypodcast.com slash show dash notes, and everything is right there. You'll really hear it on today's episode too. Mary's run for governor transformed her life, and from that experience, she learned how to build her own brave, and now she's supporting other women in doing the same. So I hope you enjoy today's episode, and without further ado, here is my conversation with Mary. Well, thanks so much for having me on Seek the Joy podcast. My name's Mary Burke, and I'm CEO and founder of Building Brave. And we are a nonprofit with the mission to connect, inspire, and empower women. And that's pretty much what I do full-time. And my history, my background is uh, mainly as a business person. And I grew up wanting to be a business person just like my dad. That's what I was primarily focused on. I read corporate annual reports as a, as a teenager uh, <laughs> for fun. Oh and, uh, and yes, I was, I was very, very dedicated to that. My dad was my role model, and he told me that I could be anything as long as I worked hard at it. And so that's, that's, what, uh, that's what I focused on. And when I was uh, graduating from high school, my my teacher shared that uh, that the CEO of IBM better watch out. 
And when I, uh, when I, at business school, a classmate of mine described me as that woman who, if it was 200 years ago, would be staking out new territory, uh, fighting off the attackers with a gun in one hand and, and a baby in the other. And so I was, I was pretty bold and brave and ambitious. And, and yet what I unconsciously developed was, uh, was more of a feeling of doubt and questioning myself once I got into the real world. And so by my um, 40s, when I should have been in the prime of my career, I had pretty much lost my ambition. And what jolted me out of this uh, was uh, a really unlikely run for governor of Wisconsin in 2014. And I think I was as surprised as most people to find myself in this race. And I was as far out of my comfort zone as I could have possibly been. I was a business person and not a politician. And, uh, and that really changed my life. So that run and what I learned about myself and, uh, is what inspired me to start building Brave. Wow. That's an incredible trajectory. And that's amazing just to have gone, well, first of all, just start off knowing from such a young age exactly what it is that you wanted to do and to have that sort of dedication. And I love the description that your classmate gave you because I think (laughs) so many women see themselves that way or want to see themselves that way. But I think society has traditionally, you know, not allowed women to sort of emerge into those roles that we really see ourselves in. And and so I, I really love your trajectory and just the confidence that you've been able to, I guess, really develop for yourself over time. What has the process been like for you creating Building Brave, which really embodies that mission of empowerment and instilling confidence in women? It has been a, a, a journey that I didn't expect to be on. And when I was Growing up, when I was in business school, even most of my career in business, I thought that we were good as women, that women had blazed the trail before me, and that all I needed to do was to keep my head down and work hard. And if you had asked me about myself, women, confidence, I I would have said, hey, I'm good, no problems. And yet, after running for governor, I read the book called The Confidence Code. And what it talked about was the important role that confidence plays in our lives. And in fact, if you think about confidence as being our belief in ourselves and our abilities and competence being our actual abilities, that in many ways, our confidence is more important than our competence, mm-hmm. that if you really believe in, in your ideas, um, that's more important than even having great ideas. Because if you have great ideas, but you don't have the confidence to share them or to act on them, it, it doesn't really matter. And then the other thing that the book talked about is, uh, is how different men and women are in this regard. And so on average for men, their belief in their abilities exceeds their actual abilities. Mm. And unfortunately for women, the exact opposite is true. That on average, our belief in our abilities is lower than our actual abilities. And 
as I read the book and saw the research and the examples that they gave, I recognized myself in them. So I had never asked for a pay raise. Even though I had had a successful business career, I felt when people offered me a certain pay that that seemed fair. I'm sure that they know my worth. You know, I'll, okay. And then going after jobs, um, the research shows that for women on average, we read every single desired qualification in a job posting. And if there's just one or two boxes we don't check, we think we're not qualified and we won't go after it. Mm. And yet for men, if they check roughly half the boxes, uh, they think, oh, I'm totally qualified. I can definitely nail this job. And they go after it. And what's even more surprising is I shared this research with a guy that I know, and he said to me, well, Mary, I don't even read the desired qualifications. <laughs> and, and, I, and I thought to myself, what an idiot. But, but then a couple of weeks later, another guy said the exact same thing to me. And the light went off. Of course, why not? Why not just go after it? But I have never talked to a woman who has said that to me. Mm-hmm. And almost every single woman I talk to looks at it and follows the exact process that I would. Read the desired qualifications. Make sure we meet them all. And only then do we think that we're qualified. And so as I read the book, I, I have a strong belief that women should be equal members of society, mm-hmm. economically, socially, politically. And I think there are a lot of external biases that play into this. But I also, in reading this book, realized that if we're going to get there, we need to believe in ourselves. And that's what inspired me to start Building Brave. And so Building Brave is all about the internal, the belief in yourself. And in running for governor, I got dragged through the mud. I was as far out of my comfort zone as I could get. I wasn't very good at it at first. Uh, I lost in an incredibly public way. And yet it was the best decision I had ever made in my life. Hmm. I discovered a whole new gear, a whole new belief of what I was capable of. And yet I could never have gotten there without a community that recognized a governor in me before I recognized it in myself, a community that frankly dragged me out of my comfort zone and, and, and encouraged me to run uh, a community that was there for the entire 13 months, uh, encouraging me, supporting me. And when I got knocked down, helped me right back up and a community that was there when I came up short uh, when I failed, that was still there for me. And, and I believe that every woman deserves that type of community. Uh, and I real, and I recognize, and I feel very passionately that women will thrive when they have that type of community, when women are supporting women and that we're born confident, but we receive messages most of us throughout our lives from the time we pop out of the womb that start to undermine our belief in ourselves, that 
encourage us to play smaller because we'll feel subconsciously we'll be better liked and, mm-hmm. and more accepted. And so, uh, so that's why we need this community because there's a lot of other messages we receive that, that undermine uh, that belief in ourselves. It really sounds to me that this run for governor of Wisconsin obviously really pushed you outside of your comfort zone, but I think it to me, at least, it sounds like it really forced you to face maybe aspects of the beliefs that you've had about yourself that maybe, you know, you've latched onto your whole life, but in fact are so wrong and so not true. And a lot of women struggle with this. Maybe it's feelings of self-doubt or uh, I know for me in my life, I've had the fear of starting something new. And, and that goes back to a fear of rejection and a fear of judgment. And for you, what was the experience like or, or what is it still like for you to sort of push past those fears and those self-doubts to really put yourself out there and stop playing small? I I still deal with them every day, but what I learned in the campaign was how to push past them, how not to let them define me. And uh, the day I will never forget, uh, more so I think than any other day, was my first press conference. Hmm. And it was the day after I announced. And I it was a little park in downtown Milwaukee called Cathedral Square. And as we drove up, I was on the phone with my communications director, Joe, who was in the park. And I said to him, I was saying to him, Joe, five questions. That's it. Cut them off. Do not leave me hanging out there. Because I realized that every question that the press asked was one more question that I might screw up on. Mm -hmm. And that would be Wisconsin's first impression of Mary Burke on their nightly news. And I looked out into the park and I saw this enormous gaggle of, of cameras and reporters. And, and I, when I shared this story with Joe, he's like, it wasn't that big. <laughs> but if you've never done a press conference yeah. before, three or four cameras and a half dozen reporters seems like it, it seems like it's pretty scary. Huge. Let's just say yeah. And I looked down and I was physically shaking as I sat in the car. And um, I, I, was, I had never been more scared in my entire life. And I took 10 deep breaths. I opened up the car door. And all I focused on was walking up that sidewalk, projecting confidence. Mm. But in my mind... All I was thinking is, what the hell have I gotten myself into? <laughs> and that, that first day, I, I felt like I was out there all alone in the biggest fight of my life. And I was alone being judged under a really harsh spotlight by the rest of the world. And yet, as I continued in the campaign, I realized I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. I have people with me every step of the way. And I will tell you, Sydney, every single day, I had doubts and I was being judged. I had a tracker from the opposition following me with a video camera every time I stepped out in public. And if I said something stupid or I stumbled, it was captured and up on social media immediately. And so being under uh, such a harsh spotlight and being judged on 
on stuff, frankly, that wasn't even true in many cases, made me come to terms with my own imperfection. I could not be perfect at something I had never done before. And I came to realize that you just have to accept it. Just uh, don't try to keep fighting it. Understand what your strengths are. Build on those strengths. Embrace who you are. Um, People respond more to authenticity than to perfection. Mm -hmm. And so I still, that's something I struggled with my entire adult life is I let my imperfections define me because I was a perfectionist. And so when I came, when I couldn't be good at everything, instead of accepting it and focusing on all the great, all the things I was really good at, I would just focus on my imperfections and keep working harder and harder and, uh, and define myself as such. And that was an enormous missed opportunity. And it's why I started playing smaller and smaller. And I would have people who'd tell me that I was, I was, did a great job. They liked me, but I was really intense and I should tone it down. Hmm. So between the perfectionism and then needing to tone it down for a person who's just sort of naturally a little bold um, and a strong personality, uh, it it had an effect of, of plain smaller. And I know when I talk with women, they so many women relate to this. And so the campaign was a great experience because I was encouraged and forced to to be bold, to be strong. When you're running for governor, that's like the CEO of the state. You have to stand up and show yeah. people you're tough enough for the job. And what I realized is that's actually who I am. I am this sort of strong, bold, tough woman. And uh, and but I would have never discovered that if I hadn't been put in that position that encouraged me to be so. So that's another thing about building brave. We celebrate women for whoever they are. We say the most important thing is to be you. And we celebrate that. Of course, we love strong women um, because there's a lot in society that says, um, Strong women are not to be <laughs> appreciated, mm-hmm. but we, but we appreciate. We I say to women all the time is to focus on your talents and your gifts. Appreciate what those are. Don't let the things that that aren't your strengths define you. Uh, and that's the best advice that I can give women or and or anyone for that matter, but particularly young women. I love the advice that that you gave and and we were just touching a little bit on self doubt and and putting yourself in those positions where you're really forced to move past your your comfort zone. What goes hand in hand with that is I think for so many of us, we struggle with self-love and loving ourselves unconditionally. And and that really goes back to what you were talking about in terms of, you know, embracing who you are and your imperfections and not letting your imperfections define you. Have you found throughout your life that you've been able to start to love yourself more and, and treat yourself with that kindness um, that I think so many of us really struggle with? I... I'm not sure. I, 
I'm not sure I can. Um, and that, I think I, what I've, what I do is I, I, I'm much more willing to recognize my strengths and my talents and understand that the, that those are real gifts. I have an incredible passion and intensity. And uh, there's a flip side of that. There's imperfections that come from that. But what I, what I do is I focus on the, the great things that I'm able to accomplish and the things in my life that are positive because of that. And what I try to do is not let that that flip side of it and the flip side of, of strength and intensity and a passion is that you can overwhelm people. <laughs> and, and so what I try to do is I try to pause. I try to make sure that the people that I work with understand that I am aware of that and they're strong enough uh, and feel confident enough and secure enough in their positions that they can say, Hey, Mary, hold on. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> and, and do that. And so, but, but I will, I, I think I will struggle with the, um, the doubt I'm okay with. I, I have a way of dealing with that. I just, I almost, I imagine it as a person. And that person is always going to be there whenever something's uncertain or isn't something that I've done before. And I just, uh, I just almost recognize it. And I think of it as that, uh, that sort of annoying relative that is at every family gathering. And if you, whenever you talk to them, there's just something that they're, they're like the, the, the negativity can just overwhelm you and bring you down and, uh, and make you doubt uh, yourself. And so after a few of those conversations, you don't go there, right? You find right. other people to talk to. And so that's, Doubt to me. Doubt is going to be there. They're going to be in the room, but it doesn't mean I have to engage with it. Right. And so basically I go and I find other positive voices. And I had to do that during the campaign. The, the negative voices were always there. And they were more about where those people were coming from than about myself. And I learned how to turn to the positive and to listen to those voices. And I think we have to constantly do that. I'm not sure you ever get over it. If someone doesn't believe that you can um, just not experience doubt or just close the door to fear or um, all of those things, those are just emotions and reactions that our human nature has built up. I think the key is to recognize them and not let them define you or hold you back. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And I love how you touched on, you look at it as if it's a person and it's someone who, you know, you don't want to keep spending time with and, and calling. And it just reminds me so much of this importance of surrounding yourself with good and positive people who are there to support you and you support them too, which in my mind takes me right back to the whole premise behind Building Brave. And you really created this amazing community and I've been following along and really enjoy the messages that you are putting out there in terms of empowerment and encouraging us to be brave and confident and, and true to who we are. And who do you think has inspired you the most in your community that, that you've built for yourself really throughout your life? I'm lucky to have so many people in, in my community, and I'm not sure I would name one. 
I've come to appreciate community, and it has taken me a while. I was brought up, I I really feel, to be independent, to not ask for help. And I think I prided myself on my independence, and it took uh, the campaign, because no one can run for governor on their own. You depend. You depend on people to volunteer for you, obviously to vote for you, to, to give you money. I mean, there's, it's, it's, it takes thousands and thousands of people. And for the first time, I really recognized and felt very, very deeply the power of interdependence, of, of relying on others, of recognizing that how much, how I feel is, um, is very tied in to other people. And so whether it's who I look to for inspiration or encouragement, um, all of those things are tied in. And it could be a book I read. It could be um, a quote that I read from someone. It could be someone sharing with me how Building Brave has impacted their life. Or uh, I do quite a bit of public speaking, how some a story that I've shared on my own has inspired or, or helped them in some way. And so that it's, it's, it's the smaller things that mean a lot to me. And so I've also, I'm, I'm so glad to be on your podcast. Uh, we've started a podcast called 52 Brave Conversations. It's really fun to talk with women who are willing to share their stories of of the struggle behind their success. And that's what's inspiring to us. Not only the success, but also that for many women, they experience just what what we experience. And yet they push through, they overcome, they um, don't do it alone. They rely on community and a strong support squad. And so that's why Building Brave and the fact that we've decided to do this through a mobile app and that we collaborate with organizations that already reach women in a way where they can have their own private communities within the Building Brave community. So they have a mobile, a digital platform in which they can broaden and deepen their own impact. My belief is that this isn't about one person or one organization. This is about how we connect with each other and understand that it doesn't come. Inspiration and empowerment doesn't come from one place. It should be something that we were open to and we seek out and we give every single day. I love all of that. And I love how you have really drawn on your own experiences in your life and how you've really built up. I guess you could say you're brave and your confidence and you're really now sharing it with other women and, and supporting other women and, and really doing the same. And I love the concept of the mobile app and the uh, conversation series that you started because it, you're right. It really is about learning from other women and their experiences and how did you get to where you are today and, and what lessons, you know, can we draw from, from other women's experiences? And it's because so much of it is about empowerment. How would you define empowerment? It's a, it's a great question. And for a long time, I didn't like using the word empowerment when it came to women because I felt it could be looked at as women needing someone else to give that to them. And I never wanted to say that building brave 
believes women need to be lack or that we believe women lack anything. And so the way I look at it is that empowerment comes from a belief in ourselves and our worth. If you believe in yourself and your worth, then you're not relying on other people to validate you. The minute that you rely on others, you're giving them the power. And so the power, empowerment is, is, and that's what Building Brave is about. It's about that internal belief in yourself and your abilities. And not the beat your chest, I'm the greatest. That's not true confidence. True confidence is believing in yourself with your imperfection. Understanding that's what it it means to be a whole person, but then not letting those imperfections define you or hold you back. And that's, to me, what true empowerment means. Oh, wow. I don't think I've ever heard anyone define it that way, but I love that. And I love how it's the emphasis on really coming from the space within yourself um, as opposed to looking to the external. And uh, that's just a really a really powerful message, I think, for so many of us, because you're right. I think too often we do get that message that it has to come from the outside as opposed to the inside. But I think more of us are learning as time goes on that that empowerment really comes from within. It does. And I'll say, add, Sydney, though, I say this every time that believing every time I speak, I, I, I say that believing in yourself is a superpower, mm. but none of us get there alone. So there is that interdependence with the external uh, because we do receive a lot of messages every single day that tell us we're not enough. And women have received a lot more messages that say we should look to others to validate our self-worth, much more than men. Uh, And so that's it's great to think um, I should just be able to all by myself (laughs) say, uh, Mary, you are enough. You know, you're, you have all these gifts and these talents, but I will tell you, it still takes like, um, it takes that external reminders and that's why building brave exists because we, we do, we, we do need that. If we're thinking that we can just be in our own heads and convince ourselves, I know I can't do it. And yet it was um, just that that positive encouragement. And I, in our Building Brave office, uh, I'm learning more and more about how uh, how important it is to ha- surround yourself with people who believe in you, who are there to support you, and that you do feel empowered. Right? I mean, it 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 just can light that little that flame inside of you and so one of one of our staff people here I had said what do you need what do you need to be successful because I know she has all the skills the mindset the energy the passion all of that and she said to me well I need I need positive affirmation Mm. and I said okay and I realized I'm not great at giving that it's just not how I was brought up and yet I wanted do better on it. And, and 
so I said, I like how often? <laughs> and she, I said, is once a week okay? <laughs> and, she's, and, and we laugh about this all the time. And, and, I, and she said, yeah, once a week would be fine. So I put a reminder in my calendar. I get a notification. And it just reminds me to say, to pause and to say, you know what? Am I giving enough positive affirmation to others, those that I work with? And that, that you know, it takes it takes about 10 seconds and yet it can mean the world. And, and so I think that's, that's also what building brave is about. It's, it's, it's being honest about um, and vulnerable in some things to say, Hey, what, what, what do we need? And not being um, feeling like we have to be everything without recognizing um, that that support and encouragement um, helps us be our best selves. Yeah. How has the process been like stepping more into that vulnerability and, and being authentically who you are? <laughs> well, well, the campaign, it was a little difficult because you did have to go out there every single day and be as, try to be as perfect and as capable as you could be. And if you have been a perfectionist most of your life, you can never be good enough. I, I, I mean, every interview I did, every speech I gave, I reviewed it in my mind and could repeat all the points of, oh, I should have said this. Why didn't I say this? I stumbled on those words. And you can just beat yourself up all around that. Uh, but it is, uh, you, you you do come to terms with it because it's just so it's uh, such a high bar that there's almost nothing uh, that that you could do to I couldn't do to to get to that level. And especially especially in losing. So I think I almost had to lose to get to the point of accepting uh, my, my imperfections and, uh, but on, at the same time, recognizing that that's the flip side of my true gifts. And I do still try to change my bad habits or, um, improve on the things that I could improve on. Uh, but what I no longer do is tone it down or try to conform to what I think others think I should be or some image that society creates for women. And it's a little disturbing to me to still see uh, the type of images that are out there in the media, on social media, um, in ads, in uh, real women we see on TV that that's such a model of almost perfection, particularly physical per perfection mm -hmm. that continues to undermine our belief in ourselves. And it starts in middle school and high school. And I read a research study recently that said, uh, you know, high school girls believe they are valued more for the way they look than for their abilities. So we still have a long way to go. And I think it's something that, um, that women struggle with maybe even more now than when I was, than I was growing up because I think that the ideal has become almost more unreachable than it has ever been. Because not only is there the physical ideal, but now it's being the perfect mom and being the career woman and being 
doing triathlons or you know all of these things and I look and I I just think there's absolutely no way um and uh and I think the what's being put out there is undermining more so now our belief in ourselves than it was 25 years ago so when you when we think about um women's belief in themselves that that empowerment uh even as we achieve more and more, I think in some ways it's getting further and further away. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the more images that we have like Building Brave that are real and authentic and allow for those real connections with other women in our communities or around the world, I think it's really going to start to shake it up and dis- disrupt this image that so many of us have really become accustomed to, you know, in the media. And I just could not agree more with everything that you were saying. Do you feel that this work is really your passion right now? And <laughs> do you see yourself doing this for the next, oh gosh, I don't know, 20, 30 years, whatever it might be? It, it, it is for me. I, I found I have found my passion in life, and I feel incredibly grateful to have the life that I have to be able to do this uh, as as for a living. Um, and it's taken me a while to find that. Uh, I was so focused growing up on being a business person, just like my like my dad, and uh, and yet. I think all along I was, I was, uh, there's a term like wearing his face, right? I had adopted what I thought and, and I'm glad that I pursued that. It helped me. I've gained incredible skills um, that helped me with building brave and everything else. But uh, my vision for building brave is that we're a global online community of 10 million women who are connecting, inspiring, and empowering each other. And people ask me all the time, well, wow, 10 million. Like, when do you think you'll get there? And, uh, and I said, I, I don't know. It could take the rest of my life or, you know, maybe tomorrow Oprah downloads the app and tweets about it and it could be, could right. be next year. But, you know, that's, um, you have to, I, I think when you, when you find your passion, you can do things for the value of the work itself. And that's the satisfaction. And we have a lot of external ways of measuring ourselves these mm-hmm. days, and whether it's our dress size or it's how much money we make or how many friends we have on social media or how many likes we get. Those things, um, you will never, ever achieve happiness through them. And, um, and so I feel incredibly grateful to have found the work that I do um, every single day that I never get tired of um, that is about uh, connecting, inspiring, and empowering women and, uh, and doing that for the value of that work. I, I care more about hearing the story of a woman who, who told me that she left an abusive relationship after um, encouragement and support from the Building Brave community or a woman who had been on the fence about starting her own business and, and just took that leap um, and, and could not be more happy. That's worth more than downloads or followers on social media or whatever. I mean, that's, um, that's the true value of our work. Oh, 
I love that. And I love that this is your passion. And what really strikes me is the fact that the journey to get here may have not been predictable or what someone else, you know, what society might think is the way to get here. And I just find it so interesting too, how maybe moments in your life that someone else might consider to be a setback. These are really the moments that propel you to where you're going to go and what you're supposed to do and and where your passions really lie. And I really relate to that and with my own life and I know so many people who are listening are going to really feel inspired by that too because I think it really just goes to show, you know, where your path is right now, it, it could change in a year and it can change if you want it to and and you can really start to find what lights you up and fills you up and, and the work that inspires you. It's so true, Sydney, and I think uh, I, I you, you said it so well and it is... Um, you have to take that step, though, right? You never yeah. – uncertainty is going to be uncomfortable, right? That that outside of our comfort zone is this uncertainty. and But beyond that door of uncertainty, that's where this whole world of possibilities lies. And never be dissuaded by one door closing because that, in many cases – means another door opens. And sometimes when we're in our space, uh, we stay in a comfortable space. That's that comfort mm-hmm. zone. And uh, in many cases, we have to be pushed out of it, um, whether it's uh, – it could be being fired from a job, and yet it was the best thing that happened. I don't know how many stories – you hear these great stories about people who are fired from jobs who go on, go on to – uh, start successful companies, uh, because, but they would have never done it. And so I have, um, whenever I start to feel like things, maybe something bad happened um, and I feel like I've had a setback, I go to this place that I call my silver linings journal. And it's all of the things where when it looked really bleak, that great things came out of it. And so whenever I Whenever I get to that place where I might get down about something not going well or I go right to that journal and it reminds me that there is so much that comes out of uh, what can otherwise look like uh, a failure or a setback. And sometimes that's when there is the the greatest amount of growth and that that's that's life. And so it's uh, it's it helps build up that resilience that doesn't let the setbacks uh, knock us down. And given that I'm uh, six generations of my family have lived in Wisconsin, I am one super proud cheesehead. And the, the great Green Bay Packers coach, Vince Lombardi, once said, it's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. And that going to that, that silver linings journal helps me every single time just get back up. Oh, I love that. And I think so many people could really use a journal like that in their lives. Right now where you're at with your life and you have so much going on with building this new community and and the work that you're doing, how do you find joy? (laughs) From the people around me and the work that that I'm able to do. And I... uh, this is this is the life I lead. I'm not. I don't lead a balanced life, is by most people's definition of it. Uh, but I'm also lucky that what I do 
for a living is is what my passion is. And so I'm a person who puts 110% into what I'm doing. That's uh, the type of life I lead. I've never been married. I don't have kids. I have great family and nieces and nephews and friends, uh, but it does allow me to put a lot of energy into into what I am involved in. And so that's, that's where I find a lot of joy. I also have two yellow labs, Rosie and Gemma, which I I find a lot of joy, joy in them. But I realize that joy is, is it's not always about finding joy. It's about recognizing the joy in your life. Mm -hmm. That's right there every single day. I love that and appreciating kind of what's around you and, and using all of that in your life that's there now to really propel you forward. And what would you say is your biggest dream? It's that Building Brave connects women around the world and that it's, it's millions of women who find in each other the inspiration and the empowerment to to be all that they can be, to be themselves, to believe in themselves and and their potential. And and that that is my biggest dream. Oh, and you'll do that. And for anyone who is listening, how can they find out more information on Building Brave and even download the app and, and get more involved? Definitely download the app, uh, and we are continuing to refine and make it better and better because we listen to the members of our community and we ask them how we can do that, and we will continue to do that. So being part of the community is also being part of of making this happen and making it what what the members of our community want it to be. What do you need to be empowered and to find inspiration? And so that's what, that's what we will, we will continue to develop this. This isn't, we put out one thing and then that's it. Uh, so we, we will do that. Um, definitely go to our website to sign up for our newsletter. Uh, we put out a newsletter, a blog every, every week. We follow us on social media. Um, we have 76,000 followers on Facebook. Um, share it with others. Uh, our community is only as strong as the number of women who are in it. And, and so that's what I would encourage is bring others in with you and then be active in the community. It's, it's about sharing your thoughts and your challenges and your successes uh, and and helping to other women to see their own their own talents and gifts and and bounce back from those what may be otherwise thought of as setbacks. But that's how we're going to make the world a better place. And my belief is that when women support women, amazing things happen. Oh, well, I'm of the same belief. And thank you so much for being on Seek the Joy podcast. And I'll include all of that information in the show notes for this episode. And it's been so wonderful to hear about this community and your community that you've built and empowerment in your life. And thank you so much for sharing so much about you and, and about Building Brave. This has, been, this has been such a wonderful conversation. Well, thank you so much, Sydney. I've really enjoyed it. And thanks for, for what you're doing uh, to, to support women. Thank you. 
Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to today's episode with Mary Burke of Building Brave. I learned so much from this conversation and honestly, as I was editing it and listening, I was making notes on some of the things that Mary said because I just think there are so many great nuggets of information and life lessons from what she had to share that we can all really take with us moving forward. Just a couple of quick things before we go. I've had a couple of people email me asking, how can I support you? How can I support Seek the Joy podcast? And the biggest thing that you could do to support the podcast would be to subscribe, rate and review, and share the podcast with a friend. So subscribe on Apple iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And if you feel so inspired to leave us a rating and review, on Apple iTunes, just make sure to email me a screenshot of your review to sydney at seekthejoypodcast.com and I will send you my brand new guide for infusing more joy into your life as well as a couple of limited edition Seek the Joy podcast stickers. I really created this guide based off of everything that I've learned so far from these Seek the Joy conversations and I was really searching for a way to say thank you to everyone who has rated and reviewed and shared the podcast with their friends because ratings and reviews really help us get seen by new people. And on a personal note, I really enjoy reading just your thoughts and feelings about the podcast and the way it's impacted you and your favorite guests and all that good stuff and and share the podcast with a friend or a family member or someone in your life who you think would enjoy these conversations so thank you guys that's it have a great rest of your week and i will see you right back here for another seek the joy tuesday